0: Buzz, buzz babies welcome back to another episode of blake's buzz and this week we've got a hell of a guest with us in the house he's written for uh dc marvel boom image I-, I think he's written for everybody and now he's headed to krakoa which is just so cool steve orlando is in the house on blake's buzz steve how you doing this evening sir i'm doing great
1: man i'm excited to talk about mutants and anything else you want
0: I'm super excited to talk about mutants too. I forgot to mention you've written for Aftershock. You wrote a really cool book this year, uh, Project Patron. Um And like, I'm, I'm a little, I'm not like mad at you, mad at you, but that cliffhanger was just like really intense. And so one of the first things I wanted to ask is like, are, are is part two going to happen? Like, how long do we have to wait? Cause like, it was so cool, dude. Uh, we hope so. I mean, look, I
1: mean, you're allowed to be mad at me. It's emotional blackmail, but it's also <laughs> emotional blackmail for the publisher to give us a part two. so We hope so. I think a lot of it is going to depend as anything in comics can depend on how the how the collection does Mm. um the i mean the singles didn't do amazing you know and obviously nothing was doing amazing it's the middle of all this nonsense that's been happening uh but i think it'll a lot of it'll depend on the collection i would love to go back i had a great time with that book um and uh, although I might be working with that guy Patrick Piazzolunga, again, somewhere else, so stay tuned on that. But very cool. Yeah, we would love to come back. And your reaction was exactly the one I wanted to, as I said, because I was essentially trying to blackmail folks into letting me do more, <laughs> uh, which is ongoing. So uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. So the death of Superman was like a really big deal to me. Um, When I was in, it came out when I was in second grade, I think. And my dad was the maintenance man at my school and he like went to a comic shop and bought me the death of Superman trade and gave it like brought it to me in class and was like hey i got this for you and like i was like a god amongst the the kids that day right like i had this new superman comic where he dies at the end and like the older classmate like uh, the upper class people were like wanting to like hang out with me and like we were all reading it all day uh and and so like i've just always been obsessed with that story and it was so cool to see you i mean take kind of like some roots of that um because like you know what is a world without superman uh even even though he's fictional but like you know it, he's so iconic and in that in that world like when you're used to like a savior like that to just take him away um you know it, it, what happens and i love that you took that spin of like how to, like what if the what if our savior dies and and we can't let that happen and the whole idea behind that mini series was just so crazy like I, I don't know. You have like a really interesting take with superheroes, which I think is why you keep getting superhero comics given to you. I, I think you write them r- really well. Um, but I mean, so, were you really into like, um, death of Superman and stuff like that? Like, I just, I feel like that was kind of had some heart in it in your, in. I mean, comic.
1: I was, it sounds like we're about the same age. Cause I, that happened when I was in second or third grade. Um, although it's interesting that people were excited you had a comic and weren't getting the shit kicked out of you. Like I was, uh, <laughs> it was only at my 10 year high school reunion where thanks to the CW that all the people that were giving me shit in high school now were like, Oh, do you know about death stroke? I was like, yeah, motherfucker. Like I'm very familiar <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, I know him personally, no, but um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, huge for me. I mean, I didn't get the collection. I weirdly got the issue where he and uh, and his dad are like going through the afterlife, uh, you know, which was a very big somber issue. There's something that my, um, I actually, I think my father as well brought back for me, in my case, from Walden Books, because we didn't have a comic store in my Oh, I,
0: re- I remember Walden Books and malls. Hell
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. And so, uh, and I played the SNES game as well, uh, which I was big into. I was, and you know, I was still a young, impressionable fan. I was like, oh, he's never going to come back. So I was like trying to logic out who was the real one. Uh, I distinctly remember that I had decided that it had to be Eradicator. Uh, and in retrospect, it's just because he was the coolest looking to me. But I had a whole <laughs> logic proof for how it was going to be him, right? He had, they had to wear the goggles because he flew too close to the sun. A thing that made sense to me when I was seven makes no sense now. Uh, so I was an Eradicator guy. Um Ironically, I think I like Cyborg Superman the least, but I also secretly thought that he was the real one uh, because it was like you know it solved it fixed the battle damage and all that shit. Um, Ooh, I never thought no, that. I was that. Like, those are like that's my era when I was reading Superman. I'll always love Steel because of that, and hell, I will always love Eradicator because of that. Even though uh, I'm probably uh, at least his number three biggest fan in the world, I would say. Um, I remember distinctly I wanted to get into comics so bad um, when I was a kid that I was like, well, if I get some sort of terminal illness, my last will and testament will be to write an Eradicator miniseries. I feel like I should have aimed higher. Um, But either way, I'm here. Uh, I still haven't written Eradicator anyway. Fuck Peter Tomasi. Way to go, man. Uh, But um, but I, I feel like I've done a fair amount.
0: I mean yeah it's it's uh you're back I was, you know I was just kind of like prepping for our interview and um you know I I've, I've read a lot of your recent stuff like I, I I get I'm on Image's press list so like I was lucky enough to get like the Commanders in Crisis uh issues to review and stuff uh which is another like just really weird quirky uh another superhero take uh, that i think you you even got to go like a little wild like just with all the different characters and different powers and in that big twist of them all being like alt-world presidents that all came together um and so i would just it's very impressive that your, your backlog and like, you know, everybody loves Midnighter that that was, that was dope. Um, And then you made me cry my eyes out with the rainbow bridge this year. Like, (laughs) fuck man. Like that got me so hard. Like I I've, uh, so in uh several several years ago like i had like the worst week of my life right i i had a 220 pound english mastiff who was amazing had him when he was 18 pounds and he, he blew up and got gigantic And when he was, he was seven and his, his kidneys shut down and they're like, wasn't anything they could do. And then, uh, and so like, you know, we, we, we had to, we had to put him down. And, uh, that same week I got done, it was like right before Valentine's day, I had to put my dog down. My girlfriend dumped me, uh, the day after Valentine's day. And then my grandma got diagnosed with stage four cancer. And so it was like this crazy intense week you know and and uh and i still miss that that big giant doofus dog right like the the ex, you know whatever i, I don't you know i hope she's okay but i don't miss her that much and um but you know like i i still think of that dog man and like when i you know I, I read that book and and i like thought i like put myself in there and i was like man what if i got one last adventure with hercules and i just i was a mess like i i was like i cannot believe like steve orlando is just making me ugly cry reading this well copy. that's probably well and steve fox
1: uh steve most fox, of yeah, your co that book is him i mean he uh i mean thank you uh and in, in a you know in a positive way um you know fox does a lot of his parents is all have only have always taken in senior animals usually cats um in the way that the parents in the book do so i'm real, i'm extremely proud of that book a lot of the stuff that comes to like how comes from the pardon me talks about how to deal with you know losing a pet and things like that comes from his personal experience and mine but you know i mean i have i have a dog now who's a senior um and I had when I was younger, but for other Steve, I mean, he's done this probably hundreds of times with the fact that they always adopt these old cats. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, we, we wanted to, it's a thing that folks deal with, of course, but we wanted to at least, you know, give people a little, uh, an adventure and, and say something positive about it. Uh, for it, sure. it
0: was It was a good cry. Like it, it wasn't like a hurt my feeling, you know, it just, it, it's funny, man. I've, I have read several um, uh, all ages comics, right? Um, Goblin uh, from Dark Horse. Uh, that's one of my favorite comics this year. And oh, isn't these, that, uh, Eric Grissom and Will Perkins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, know, guys. It's a good book. It's 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 so good. But it, these all ages, com- like when I, they make me cry, and I'm like, what are you guys doing to these kids? Like, what? <laughs> you're like, you're, up with these intense emotions and life lessons and 36 year old me like can't emotionally handle it <laughs> you know
1: you're not the first person that said that but you know i'm not the nice one between me and fox and it's just funny because when, the, when the, those reviews came out i was like listen bambi's mom got shot the first movie i ever <laughs> saw uh little parents get eaten by a fucking t-rex <laughs> you know so like I feel like most of the iconic uh, children's uh, stories are especially animation. And we tried to basically give folks a Disney movie on the page. Uh, There's always that initial thing. So it was, I mean, I'm I'm excited for all the enthusiasm about it. I will say I was surprised because, uh, yeah, you know, like all the things I watched as a kid and, and Land Before Time was the first movie I ever saw in theaters, you know, I still remember that, you know, those two fucking brontosaurus is getting killed by sharp tooth. Yeah. Uh, but then again, maybe I'm proving my point because I'm also 36 and I'm still talking about sharp tooth. <laughs> so it clearly stuck with me. That, that trauma.
0: <laughs> secret of Nim is the one that used to mess me up. Like the rats used to just really, really scare me. And that oh, all like, dogs oh. go to
1: heaven as well. My parents loved that movie and I love it too, but that shit is dark.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's cra- Uh Like I, when Disney plus came out, I, I was, uh, uh i was watching um uh gargoyles the old gargoyle show and i was like very good it it, it starts with mass genocide <laughs> i was like i was like holy shit like i don't like so that shocked me too i was like man this is a lot darker than our and it's still great like that that show holds up
1: keeping the entire cast of next gen in business that show <laughs> uh for sure
0: so what is it hard to like uh to switch gears because a lot of your work well i mean especially like your indie work you can like you know cut loose but you know you're 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 not afraid of violence you're not you're not afraid of sexuality (laughs) and in in your in your works which i think is awesome like you know some would
1: say they're my two hallmarks i'm not really an emotions (laughs) guy
0: but like to like switch it up for like that all ages like even though you had like a co-writer was that like was that weird uh, I mean,
1: it's a challenge, but that's kind of the point. I, I'm very cognizant of not always giving folks the same thing, uh, you know, and uh, one of the reasons I've been, I did a lot of co-writing in the pandemic, well, A, it's because it allows me and my friends to stay afloat and get a lot of stuff done. But B, it's because it is it allows me to sort of learn new things uh, and, and deliver content that's better. Um, you know, together than me or my co-writer would do on their own. You know, I, I, I like to think I have a lot of strengths to bring uh, to the table, but, you know, we all have our faults too. Any creator that says that they don't is just an idiot. <laughs> so, you know, with Fox, I know what those are. And it's a lot of things you said. I don't really often tell this type of story. So the challenge is to unify what he is amazing at. And he was a former YA editor at Random House, uh, with what I'm good at, and hopefully still tell that those big that big blockbuster type of storytelling, but of course refocusing it for the young adult audience. And the same could be said, by the way, of our other book, Party and Pray, because I'd never done a horror book before. So I I am always trying to do new stuff. Um And hopefully it works out. But, you know, if it doesn't, I'll own up to that, too. I would rather always try to deliver you folks something new uh, than the same shit with a new coat of paint, you know. So uh, that goes for Party and Prey. It goes for Rainbow Bridge. It goes for Search for Who. I don't know why I'm only talking about my Aftershock books, but it goes for I never done Transformers. You know, the minute I had a chance to do a Transformers book, I loved this as a kid, but I never thought that would come across my plate. And I had to say yes, because never done it before didn't know what it would look like and now we just put the last issue that to bed and i'm very
0: proud of it very cool when you hop into like a, a big um a big name like that like transformers or uh i mean fuck man you wrote you wrote wonder woman and you i thought you wrote diana very well also uh and and you were like came right off the cusp of like uh g willow who her run was awesome like so you were like you, you had like big shoes to fill, uh, both in the previous creative team and in the character you're writing. Um, and then like or, or hopping into transformers and, uh, now you're, you're, you've got a X men title coming up, you know, like, it, is it, um, as a nerd, I'm sure it's exciting. Right. But as a, as a writer who is familiar with how dirty, nasty little assholes nerds can be online and, uh, how they come at you and, or uh, the creators and stuff. And I mean, is that ever like, uh, is it stressful or are you able to just be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to tell the story I'm going to tell, and I don't care if you like it or not.
1: Well, our obligation is to the characters and the story. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say that social media is not an aspect that I, uh, the previous generations of creators were blissfully absent from because of course (laughs) um but at the same time like our obligation is to tell is to challenge, is to know the core of the character and challenge that you know uh and and when you do that the story is going to be good uh at least as good as it can be because there's obviously a lot of factors often come in especially on big two work um I'm probably less bothered by social uh, than most, you know, folks gonna have a right to say uh, whatever they want to say. They don't necessarily have a right for me to respond, you know, Mm. uh, but but folks can say whatever they want to say, you know, and and. I don't know. I've dealt with a lot of actual in-person bullshit in my life. So like social media is kind of the vanilla version of that to me. (laughs) But also, you know, there's a whole new set of rules in person, uh, which, you know, half the things that are said about some someone, if these people wouldn't say it to you in person, if they did, I would be within my rights just to tell them to go fuck themselves. Um, But I quickly learned, you know, you got to grow up a little bit because if I do that on, say, Twitter, well, whether I want to or not, I'm putting a magnifying glass on someone who maybe only has five followers, but I have yeah. however many I have. And so look, I mean, uh, it's a boring answer, but I kind of had to grow up a little bit, which is, you know, nobody wants to do that. We're I've now, you've now let loose that we are the same age growing up sucks being 36. I can barely bend over anymore. Uh, <laughs> at least not for free, but like, um, says when, the guy but,
0: with abs I've seen your, I've seen your workout picture, sir. <laughs> uh, well, listen, Blake,
1: that was before the pandemic. I, uh. <laughs> Um, I was good at home workout for like a year and then something just broke in me, uh, New Year's <laughs> of 2021. I was just like, I can't like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, but either way, like I did, I, I had to realize that the dynamic has changed and you can't just tell everyone to go fuck themselves, at least not on the <laughs> internet. Um, and more to the point you shouldn't because folks can, I mean, when you are putting something out there, everybody has a right to feel however they feel about it. Um, I think the only, the only issue comes in folks think that they are, are, are owed like an answer to everything. And that's not the case either, but you know, um, I've, I've been pretty lucky with that. I haven't faced it. Other people have faced, certainly there are strong opinions about my work, about everybody's work these days. Um, <laughs> but I'd rather people felt strongly about it than felt nothing about it. That's where yeah, I'm at.
0: That's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, when people start talking about it, I mean. Even, even, you know, that even negative energy can spark interest and, and move books. Like, is, you know, like it is
1: funny to me, though, when I think about like, you know, I didn't like the Irishman, but I never once thought about like signing up for IMDb Pro and like <laughs> finding, finding Martin Scorsese's agent going there and being like, fuck you, man. <laughs> like. Wasting my fucking time. Like, no, never. I would, you know, I just never even crossed my mind. But I think that's, you know, the the level of access has certainly changed uh, since I was a kid. Um, I, the funny thing about that is, though, like the, the joke story about that is the first time I went to the D.C. offices, I was like 12 years old. And I asked if I could see Grant Morrison and they were like, yeah, he's in Scotland, get out of here. <laughs> um, so I wanted access, uh, but it was not possible <laughs> to this day. I don't think Gra- I mean, Grant, they don't have a personal they have a personal email address, but the rumor is that uh, their-, their partner answers it. So. Yeah. Um, Still blissfully disconnected.
0: I I still don't like. I don't necessarily believe he lives on Earth. Like
1: I, I think uh, he's- no, Grant lives in a castle. Uh, <laughs> I, I know people that have been there. Um, I'm not going to get into the stories about what happened there, what's happened there, but they live in a castle, like a couple hours outside of a major city. Sounds like a great life.
0: Wow. Yeah. He's he's a he's a very interesting, phenomenal person. I feel. like. Well, you know, I-
1: they're they're just handing out fucking castles in Scotland. It seems like you know we don't have we don't we don't have that in Boston.
0: Boston. it's like it's like guns in america you just find a castle on the side of the road
1: yeah i think if you i think you walk in it's yours
0: <laughs> shit i need i need that i live in a garage <laughs> <laughs> Oh man so um all right so i i love that I, I i love that um i don't know you just have you have a you have a good vibe about you man and i've i'm excited about this uh you know talking to you and um you know your your humor and knowing your back uh you, you know knowing knowing a lot of your backlog in comics and you're going to Krakoa, man you're you're going to the island and you're you're taking the marauders actually i get so like uh, what's and thank God like,
1: X-Men fans don't have opinions about anything. And for proof of that, please check hashtag X-Men vote going on right now. Votes <laughs> are coming Nobody has strong opinions.
0: No. Yeah. It, they're, they're a tough, they're a tough crowd.
1: <laughs> I voted for Micromax because I truly love an underdog. And I think he's at like 5% now. And I think at least 3% of that are just me and Al Ewing using multiple devices to boost Micromax.
0: <laughs> uh, did, did you get to like pick your, cause I know they're, Um, with the, these new, this new age, the, um, of, you know, post post Hickman, after the lives and deaths of Wolverine and and the new inferno, like there were switching up the teams and stuff. Like, did you get to pick your team or or did they kind of do that for you? Um,
1: no, honestly, I mean, I, you know, the, the and I'm not trying to be obtuse. The, the the secret is I've been in the office for a long time. I've been working way ahead, so I kind of don't remember. But like, there wasn't any real uh, mandates other than Jerry heavily implying that I should, you know, maintain Kate and Bishop as as captain and well, in my book at least, basically co captains. And I wasn't going to argue with that because I love Kate and I love Bishop. Uh, I still remember the twang that accompanied Bishop in the X Men '92 show anytime he showed up, <laughs> uh, his musical cue um but no, a lot of it came from like, you know the the X-Men office is very interconnected. So it's like, okay, well, you know, this book is starting, this book is ending. Here are some folks that are coming free who wants them. And we all just sort of work out who's gonna, you know, who's gonna do the best work with a certain character. And then also make sure that the cast have a lot of good amount of give and take intention. And of course, like I was gonna put Somnus in the book, I just created him, uh, you know, so I wanted to, uh, along with um, Claudio Aguirre and Luciano Vecchio, so I wanted to make sure he was there and uh, got some screen time because it's, it's, it's an issue that we create these new characters and then they show up once and don't, you know, to, to last, you have to show how they fit in. So you got to dedicate to them. And so that's, that was important to me. But, you know, the team are folks that I thought would be interesting, both from the existing team. Um, you know, we did know some people were moving elsewhere. So we had slots to fill, and we filled those with people that I thought would make the book fun. And that goes for, I mean, we all now know that Cassandra's on the team. Uh, There will be someone, I think, else joining by issue 10, question mark. They'll appear in issue five, but not join immediately. Um, That will be a surprise. And yeah, I mean, listen, it's just about making you guys the best book uh, that we can. Um, And I mean, other than being like, yeah, we got to do Somnus. And obviously I have especially loved what Jerry did with Kate, um, just making her, I mean, not unlike myself, you know, in the annual, she calls herself the lead ass kicker of Krakoa, And (laughs) it's it's seems uh, it's right in line for where she is now and how she's grown into this 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 huge leadership role and she's just become such an icon so um i'm i'm really excited about it and it's been a super supportive office um gonna be some wild shit happening uh issue four i just sent the solicits in um and if they let you know you'll know if this happens or not but part of my solicit text is that it features ten thousand years of first appearances uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for you guys to see what's coming and I'm happy to talk about what else, whatever else I can. Uh, the funny thing is I'll say this, like pro- folks probably see that I'm music, Cassandra and think that like, uh, you know, my magneto and the mutant force issue was, uh, part of a, some sort of plan, but I will admit that it was not when I wrote that issue, I thought that was new, my only X-Men issue ever. So I wrote everything I could possibly in those 20 pages, 30 pages, maybe I can't remember. Uh, but you know, I this this, this all happened. I'm sure that there will be people with like, uh, like, a like an, always signed in Philadelphia conspiracy board. And they'll look at the <laughs> Curse of the man thing, X-Men issue and all these things. But it was really, um, three, uh, unique occurrences that led to me getting to work on the X men stuff. And now, like I said, everyone has been great. Um, and you know it's funny we're saying the post Hickman era, but you know John uh, has I mean the the secret thing he has coming up is pretty fucking baller. Um, but he built you know provided all goes well like the next three to four years with us. Uh, yeah. So so it's like it's like the Hickman. It's like the the scent of Hickman era, you know. It's like the aroma of John. <laughs> the, the, of the Hickman age. Musk. <laughs> right. it's still awesome. there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's been so. Uh, and I'm sure he'll love me saying that.
0: He's a, he's a big fan of the show. He listens every week. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he'll hear it. Uh, I. I'm excited because Marauders uh, with Jerry was one of my that that was probably my favorite of like the that and um, Hellions were like my favorite X books I think.
1: Hellions, man, I wish I thought uh, thought up that Wild Child gimmick. Uh, God loves them. <laughs> that book. Was, that book was great. Everybody was great in but I just the instant you had that like Kyle needs an alpha type thing with him, it took him from being like i'm sorry wild child fans but a relatively nondescript like feral character uh into someone that had this really unique like moment and i was really i mean that was a great book great yeah. great book you know, I, and, you know I,
0: I thought it was gonna be terrible i was so wrong like when they announced the team like when the cover solicit came out i was because i used to be on an x-men podcast x is for podcasts they're, they're all awesome dudes and um but i started kind of getting more into indie stuff and and uh uh, anyways, like we, but I used to every, every Sunday, you know, we used to talk about all the new X coming out and that when they announced, when they put that cover out, I was like, I was like, now, nope. I was like, this one's that's not gonna, that's not it. I was like this team. I don't, I love, I love Psylocke, but nah, I, don't, I don't know about everything else. And man, I was wrong. I've never been so cosmically wrong in my life I because that that I mean just from the first issue like that book fucking ruled man and uh and yeah like that so that was cool but when they announced that you were that you were taking over the pirate ship I was like hell yeah I was like okay like let's get let's get Steve in the ocean like see what see what craziness he's gonna put um (laughs) put these x-men through and I the only thing that I have like and I, I mean everybody's got like theories and stuff is like we still don't know why, like Kate can't use the gates, right? I, I'm I'm a little behind in the because I. Uh... Uh, I'm a poor person and I, I can't, I found out that like, I, it's very hard to like buy every single X book uh, that I tried to do for a while. Um, but they now, keep now, adding- that I have,
1: now that. I don't have to pay for DC books. You'd be amazed what happens to my reading list. <laughs> um, and before anybody likes, is like, Oh, the shade, like I'm still buying a ton of DC books, but not as many as when I not reading as many as when I got them all for free. Obviously.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Yeah. It's, it, it's, it, it's, uh, it's very, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine that. I, I, I've emailed Marvel and DC, but Blake's buzz isn't uh, a big dog enough yet to like get on their press list. Like, you know, they're like, "We'll put this on the refrigerator. Maybe, maybe come back when you're older." Like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's uh it, it's 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 so expansive, and I, I don't think any of us really knew it was going to be like that um, when it first started. Uh, even though it, I mean, it launched with like what four titles and. Uh, I was, uh, like I, I dug fallen angels and I actually got to talk to Brian Edward Hill and, uh, he, I appreciated fallen angels like way more, like after I talked to him about it and he kind of like was, t- <laughs> was talking about stuff, but he, he mentioned, he, he was like, oh man, there's, there's some internet places I can't go anymore <laughs> after that book. And that's what like, so it's just like, uh, the X fans are very hard to please. And that's why I was like curious earlier if like, if, if that ever, like weighs heavily on on the creative shoulders if but uh, i mean i don't know it's uh it, it's it's a weird world but i'm i'm glad it exists and i i try and be more positive with it because i i don't uh, you know like I, I it's hard to create stuff you know like it's hard to tell stories and it's it's hard to keep deadlines and for these artists to do the amazing things that they do and uh and i just i just think it's cool that they're they're, they're keeping it going you know and there are more books um, you know, more, more creatives coming on uh, to, I, I mean, what, what do you think? Like, have you, how, how extensively have you kept up? I mean, I, I not many people read all the X books, but I mean, since, since Hoxpox, like, you know, have, I've, have you I've been... read,
1: I've read a lot of it. And I, I mean, we know, I mean, I mean, obviously now that we're in the office, we have access to all of them, you know? So uh, the good thing is many of them, I was already up to speed on cause I was subscribing as a reader uh, before I joined in. Um, But, you know, it's funny. I actually did, have not gotten to Brian's book yet, but I have access to it. So I just got to sit down and read it. But we, I mean, the, the amount of documentation and tracking of these characters and everything that that The Office does and our very patient editors do is, <laughs> is really is really shocking. Jordan, in the case of Marauders, Jordan White, Lorna Morrow are just, just amazing. So, but no, I had already read all of Marauders. Uh, I had already read all of X-Men. I was following Excalibur. Uh, I was following Ben's Wolverine because Ben just is Wolverine so yeah, it's right
0: great. it's so perfect he is he, um, that's a great way to put it I mean he i is. love
1: to write Wolverine one day because I too enjoy violence but I mean you know Ben just literally is that character um, so and his voice is deeper than mine so I have to get out of the way but yeah, so and, and now that I've joined, I've, I've been up to speed on especially everything that my characters have appeared in for Marauders. But other than a few nuts and bolts, I've, I've, I've now read it all. And it is a huge like, you know, it's years of incredible sci-fi content. And they really are, for the most part, you know, until Jerry's book, which is explicitly a superhero book, they are very much like each their own sort of unique genre. And none of them are sort of pat superhero books, which I think is really fun.
0: Yeah, it they... i I never think of x-men as superheroes i think they are right but it's they're so different there's like there's so much like there's so much culture and style um the, the they just have like a different vibe you know it's not like it's not like the justice league and it's and it's not like the avengers um and even though like we do have some teams like you know, the new mutants and the, and the regular, you know, the X-Men that uh, seem to always be swapping members out, but um, you know, it, it's, it's just uh it's kind of a magic uh, entity in comics. It's, you know, it's, it's X-Men and it's uh, everybody, even people that aren't nerds know, know what, uh, know who the X-Men are, right? Like that's, that's except just like,
1: except my cousin, the engineer who is really infuriated that I make shit up for a living and he has to make shit up that actually works. And I don't. <laughs> But yes.
0: Yeah, um, so like, you know, growing up, you know, when you were when you were younger reading comics and or even in your in your more, you know, in our in our old age where we have trouble, you know, bending over and, and doing these daily tasks. Uh, Like what's like who's some of your favorite like uh, some of your favorite X writers that maybe you pull inspiration from or. I mean, just, it
1: should be no surprise uh, that, that Morrison is 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 a big influence. He's a, they're an influence on most of my career, but uh, in general, um, because the book that got me to be like a regular monthly reader was Grant and Howard put her on Justice League. But that's also just because that happened to be when we got a comic store. So like I said, I was reading X-Men far before, Um I, so my mentors in comics were Joe Kelly and Steve Siegel. So I'd have to, I'd be remiss not to say that I, you know, their run is a huge influence on me. I mean, everything. I mean, they're the ones that taught me how to write comics. Uh, I, I still love Mero, Maggot, and Cecilia. Um, it's why do you think Mero was in the dark riders? Uh, for, for example. Um, and also they were the ones that brought the X-Men that I loved from, What for me was the first X-Men cartoon, which was the failed Pride of the X-Men pilot. um, You know, they brought Colossus, Kate, well, then Kitty and Nightcrawler back to the main team. So, like, those are my boys for a long, long time. uh, And I I still love that run. Um, I love the Australian era. If you want to go back into the 80s, the Outback era, um, (laughs) you know, and... I also really love uh, the Counter-X reinvention of Nate Gray uh, and X-Force and Generation X. Uh, Stephen Grant did great work there. Warren Ellis, fuck him and his penis. Uh, so we can't talk about him anymore. <laughs> uh, but other than to say, fuck him and his penis, that dude broke my heart, but whatever. He was a yeah. PG, it turns out. So Um, and that's the way it goes. He deserves to be called that. That said, uh, I, the counteracts Nate Gray was a big influence on me. Um, don't have plans for Nate yet, but you might, maybe someday don't have plans in Marauders at least, but, um, uh, what came after that? And I loved Mike Carey. Uh, you know, I I know I'm bouncing all over the place, but I actually think that, I mean, maybe I'm wrong to say it's underappreciated. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about like the supernovas era, but I was a big fan of that run as well.
0: I've tried to buy that, that hardcover several times and it's, I've missed it a couple. And now it's like, Man, I think like the supernova hardcover is like a hundred and or two hundred dollars on eBay or something, something ridiculous. But I'm hoping Marvel keeps reprinting stuff. Like, I've been snagging up all the Chris Claremont omnibuses uh like i have like i don't know when i'm ever gonna have time to read these because i have like i think there's like i have like 15 like thousand page claremont tomes now that like i'm like trying to get through uh because that's when i was a kid and found x-men was mainly the 92 the cartoon right but you know when i was younger you could get like comics were sold at like grocery stores and like 7-elevens and gas Me stations too. and stuff and so, like, I remember the Jim Lee Claremont issues at 7-Eleven, and this is how the first time comics broke my heart. I used my lawn mowing money to buy all these X-Men comics, right? And they, uh, this is how I found out about variants. I, like, get home, and I'm all like, one? Yeah, I'm like, oh, like <laughs> you know, the same fucking book? Oh, man, I'm so mad. I was so uh, mad and now, now I like spend like $20 on like one issue for like a store exclusive right? Or, or like a, think about buying like a one in 50, uh, you know, dropping big bones on something like that. And then it's funny. Cause like when I was a kid, like that broke my heart. And then I am just now like escaping a variant, a very strong variant cover addiction. Like I was, I was going too crazy on, on that stuff like 25 bucks an issue is just insane like fair amount
1: it's a fair amount to pay for a four dollar comic
0: yeah <laughs> and my uh, buddy my buddy's always like you just put it in a box you buy this pretty cover and you put it in a box he's like i don't i don't get it and i'm like yeah but i know it's i know it's in that box and i can look pull it out and look at it if i want to <clears throat>
1: Um, well, God love you. Keep, keep, keep doing what you do. Um... <laughs>
0: buzz, buzz, babies. We're taking a little break from that awesome interview you're listening to to talk about an awesome comic shopping experience I've stumbled across. Let me tell you about Gage's This is a family-owned, mom-and-pop type shop, but they're all online. The Gage family is putting themselves out there and putting in the work so that people who don't have a local comic book shop can still get comics every week. These are good people. They ship quickly and securely, and shipping's free if you spend over $10. Basically, if you buy three or more comics, shipping's free. And what's better than that? If you use the code Buzz, you get 10% off your first order. And if you want to pre-order something or make special requests, sending a message through their website is super easy. They can even make you a pull list. The Gages are great people with a great shop and a great outlook on nerd life and I highly encourage you to check them out. Again, that's GagesComicPages.com
1: Yeah, you bring up a good point. I have to mention the Claremont Lee era, like many people are aged because, like, I didn't even know who Omega Red was, but I just knew he looked cool as Fuck, and I like, but yeah, I was so I, I watched X Men ninety two, but I would rent the Pride of the X Men pilot from like a year or two before all the time from Video King. So I was like, that's where I learned X Men from first was that in the console arcade game. So hmm. I thought, I mean, first of all, I thought Rogue was just a weird version of Dazzler, um, <laughs> and I still love Dazzler. I mean, I'm I'm half I'm half gay, of course, I love Dazzler, but regardless, like. Uh, and I was also shocked when Wolverine wasn't Australian. In <laughs> Um, but yeah, that I could still like, it's funny, I could probably recite most of that hour long pilot or it's not even hour long. It's probably like 30 minutes long, you know, I'm going to have to hunt this
0: down. I I've never heard of this before. Oh, really? Well, no,
1: first of all, the animation is gorgeous, but bizarrely Wolverine is Australians calling everybody a dingo, um, (laughs) basically the giant size team, uh, versus, um, a pretty classic brotherhood of evil mutants. Um kitty pride is like just joining up. Um, it's cool. Uh, very, very, very corny theme song that I still love. Uh, but yeah, it's called Pride of the X-Men. Kate Pride's name is the Pride. You can find it on YouTube. It's like 30 minutes long. Um, it's but it is also all the designs from the arcade game if you ever played that. Really. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. welcome to die. Like that's <laughs> which I'm gonna i which I'm gonna get into a book someday, and then I will have to just <laughs> ascend somewhere.
0: You mentioned Dazzler. Do you know why they just kind of refuse to make her a, a very active role in the in the X books? Like it's like they've been hiding her for years, kind of. That she she she'll pop up in a panel or someone will mention going to her concert. Um, there uh, the Gauntlet, like she had a her name was on the Gauntlet, and she has like a good record. Uh, they when it showed the fight records, but it's like I, I, I keep wondering if if something if they're like saving her for something big that no one knows about It's it's just weird she's this iconic character that so many people are are obsessed with and uh, I have a friend Nathan who's, who's just continuously heartbroken that like she's just not in a, has, has a bigger role in these X books
1: well here's what I would say about that she would have been on the Marauders if she wasn't in another book so oh. um uh, it, I don't know when this this is hitting this announcement, uh, but if all if everything, if all the ships keep moving like they are, she will be in a book. I think she is one of the leads in the book. And it's a it's a it, it is a perfect logical fit for her. But I've always loved her. And I think that people well, Fraction did a fair amount with her, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, I've always thought, I mean, I don't get into like the the like trading card aspects of like who is the most powerful and all these things. But i do think she's much more powerful than people would realize her power mm-hmm. is super cool uh and yeah i mean i i hope to be able to work with her one day but hey there's a tease for you because i couldn't put her on the marauders because she's already booked somewhere else so you'll hopefully you'll see where soon
0: that's cool that's good news uh it's, I, what's it like um like i you see i see screenshots like sometimes the writers uh share stuff like when you guys do these big like x-men zoom meetings right um and and they have like these like virtual writer rooms like have you have you been parts of those like is it like the craziest nerd experience or like i don't know just from an outsider perspective it seems really fucking awesome just to talk to like so many uh talented creative minds that uh, everybody's done so many different things in comics and, and you're all coming together uh to tell you know stories in the Krakoan age like what are those writing rooms like
1: uh i mean uh there's a there's a ton of ideas and we're at least in the case of the x-men office we're all trying to make each other better and that's been that's what's great about it you know not every room is like that sometimes there's a little bit of like game of thrones shit going on uh but that is not the case here you know like no idea is bad you put it out there you you decide if it's going to work and and everybody is you know the enthusiasm is 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 through the roof um and, you know, it, it. I I had trepidation uh, joining like such an active writer's room and office because, yeah, you know, like sometimes it doesn't always work out perfectly, but um, yeah, it is wild sometimes to sit back um, and, you know, consider me the person that was playing that arcade game when I was like five, you know, now I do, now, I'm, now we're deciding the fate of Dazzler. <laughs> so it is, of course, it's very exciting. Uh, and yeah, I've done them. I mean, they they sent a little screen cap back when I people didn't know I was in the in the office, and they didn't know Kieran was in the office. Yeah, uh, they blocked they, you guys out when they, they first they showed. Blocked them. us out, but unfortunately, Kieran does too many zooms in the same room. They, so yeah, cool, they figured cool. out his
0: door panel. Like I was like, holy shit! Like I I just don't pay enough attention to stuff. I guess. <laughs> like, I-
1: well, the funny thing is, I try to do my 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 like stuff like this in one room, and my work zooms in another. So I think. Mm. It, but I might have fucked up a couple of times. I think it took people longer to figure out I was there at least, so I'll take it, but <laughs> yeah. So no, I mean, we we have a meeting every two weeks where everybody talks about what they're doing. And it's it's one of my most, one of my favorite things about the office, because the more you know, the more like, and I know folks love when like little things interconnect and reference each other. And that happens from us having direct contact with each other, which is rarer than you would think in comics.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, especially now, I mean, because, I mean, you got, I know, but, you know, before the air was, you know, diseased and everybody was sick all the time. Like, I mean, they used to do like the big Marvel retreats Um and I, I don't know, I was like Chip Zdarsky used to tell, like, make up crazy stories uh, that was just like total bullshit. But like, I don't know, that guy makes me laugh and, uh but it was so cool, like, just, to think of like all those people together um just like telling crazy nerd stories you know like it, it as a consumer like it's 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 wildly exciting and and as like as comic press you know it's like we we want to know those you know like what's being said in those back rooms you know it's so intriguing
1: yeah, I mean, well, I've never done, I haven't done a Marvel one yet, but I did many, many ones at DC. Uh, and I'm excited, you know, for the first time the X-Men office can get together. And part of that is because we do really all get along. Uh, and, um, you know, well, hopefully when all this is over in the year 2099, uh, uh, my my disembodied head can go to my first Marvel summit. Uh, <laughs> it would be like in a Futurama jar, you know, but at least yeah. they're all.
0: How um do do you know like you I you mentioned like you you're already like scripting or working on like up to like issue ten of your run of Marauders like do you do you know how like how long you're gonna be on it or is that do they tell uh, you I mean, that? It's
1: like on, it's ongoing so I'm hoping I get at least as many issues as Jerry did nice. um I mean obviously it all depends on, on on how things are going with the line and all that um but there is uh you know the powers that be willing. We have a, you know, as I said before, Jonathan, you know, apparated into whatever book he's doing next, uh, we definitely, I mean, we we got a room with with the folks at Marvel and and we pitched out, I believe, up to 2024. So like, cool. there is, and it's not like it's not like everything is like locked in stone, but the, the broad beats are there and it's going to be a pretty wild couple of years, provided, of course, like, you know, the world doesn't get cracked in half and things like that. But the thing about that too, though, is like maybe something else will come up, maybe another opportunity will arise, and not all of that will come to pass. But if it does, it'll be because something even better happened, you know. So, and and that's a great place to be in.
0: That's awesome. Uh, uh, who's your favorite publisher to work for? I'm kidding. Don't. <laughs> but it, like what... myself, it's. Uh... <laughs>
1: When I self-publish, because I don't give myself any notes. <laughs> uh,
0: that's, dude, not even, that's
1: not even true, though. I could revise and I could revise the same script a thousand fucking times, so I don't have a deadline. Right?
0: Yeah, like there's no there's no perfect draft, right? <laughs> um, when uh, you know, as as someone who's written for you know the big two and and the bigger indie publishers, um, did like you know where. You obviously like uh working with the big two because you've done a lot of work with them. You know, like there's there's some creators that will say like, Yeah, I can't deal with it or you know, like I, I don't know. I've I've heard I've heard people be dissatisfied with their experiences at at Marvel and DC. Um, and but and you seem to have you're you have like uh you've you've had some really strong opportunities at at both places. Like has any has anyone ever tried to like uh like get you on like the retainer or the or like the the soul clan? contract deal like well i
1: i was on one of those for four years at dc so they did um and the irony is that i was talking to an editor of marvel before i signed exclusive with dc and then and then she came to dc anyway so uh we still (laughs) still end up getting to work together uh, I was on one and, you know, like, I, I can't say whether or not I would do one again in the future if anybody offered because it depends on a lot of it, a lot of it, boring adult reasons whether or not I would do one. Yeah. Um, but I will say it's been nice to be a freelance, you know, like I, I couldn't be working at Marvel uh and idw and all these other i couldn't be doing transformers and marauders at the same time were i to be exclusive somewhere i couldn't be doing a lot of the things i'm doing so and if i and if i were to be it would involve a lot of legal bullshit that you know to get carve outs and things like that which are part of the game uh but it's nice to just be able to be like oh like i you know uh i either want to pursue something and turn it into an opportunity or something comes in front of me and i can just say yes not am i allowed to say yes so it's been a great i mean I, i've it was scary coming off contract in 2020, but I was extremely lucky to be on contract, you know, so early in my career. Um, Some folks never get that. I'm already very privileged. It's it's something that like a, a percent of the industry, which is already like a percent of folks make it get into. So, um, it was a lucky thing and I, and I would, I'm really happy I did it, but I've also been really enjoying that. I can pursue what's interesting, you know, to me nice. now when I, it's been that way for the past two years, I didn't think I was going to make it. I thought you were going to be interviewing me from the back of a Starbucks where I was mopping the floor and not, there's anything wrong with that. I sold wine for 10 years. Uh, but you know, I bet on myself and so far I'm still, uh, the lights are still on. So, I mean, not that folks can see it's an audio podcast, but trust me, it's not in the dark. Everything <laughs> is fine. <laughs>
0: that's cool, man. I, I, I'm happy for you. Like, I, I, I think you work very hard. Uh, you, you put out, you know, you, you do some, you do some great writing. Um, well, you know, I do you- work
1: a lot. It's funny. P- people ask how I, well, so, and, and like my joke answer is like, I live in Boston. That's how I write so much because my rent is not, it's not like I'm paying my rent in magic beans. Uh, <laughs> but when I was 12 and I met Siegel, who is, who I, you know, still like, like a second father to me, one of my favorite people, I asked them how I could break, how I could get into comics. And he said, even though I was only 12, he was like, well, you have to write every day. If you don't treat this like a job, it'll never be one. And that's pretty harsh for a 12-year-old. But it's still my my, my ethos. You know, like I try to, everybody has their own way of doing things. And sometimes, you know, life doesn't line up for it to be possible. But I really do. I mean, I get up at, you know, I guess relatively early for a freelancer and then I wake up at 7.30. Um And, uh, you know, I basically work from eight until six and that's, in a perfect world, that's it. Doesn't always play out. Sometimes you got to stay up and work later. Mm. Um, but you know, it's it, it, I I am productive a lot because that's my day. And if I happen to not have a deadline that week, then I'm doing development of new ideas every day from eight to six. You know, because uh, you got to keep the trains rolling. Hell, I lived in Russia for a while. I know all about the trains rolling on time. <laughs> uh, so it's it's everybody works differently. But for me, you know, I wouldn't probably know what to do with three weeks off. uh, To be honest, I get like I mean i tried it and i do take days off i'm not like that it's not like i'm fucking sisyphus here but like <laughs> i will admit like after a couple of days i start like you know, my and my my boyfriend and i'll be watching doom patrol and i'll like get the itch because i love that show uh, and how strange it is and i'll be like fuck i need to do something cool and strange you know like it yeah. like it creeps back in after a couple of days
0: that's cool yeah so the, i mean that's good I, that's I, that's i think that's why you're writing good comics man you got that you got that spark <laughs> you got that drive it, that's like that new rock song man that shit just gets me fucking pumped up to the mat Like I hate that it's, I hate that I listen to it some mornings. I'm like, God, you're such a tool. But then I'm like, I'm ready to work. But yeah.
1: I mean, listen, I just watched the first two episodes of peacemaker before coming on here. And like so many times I was like, why didn't I think about that? Fuck. You know? So like, now I'm going to go back. Uh, I mean, listen, I enjoy it. You're my, I never say if anything is good or bad, because as we've talked about, everybody has an opinion on the internet. <laughs> but I thought it was like, it's totally like any other like superhero quote-unquote show. Uh, the opening titles is a fucking dance number. And like what I truly love about it is like, Cena is game for anything, and I respect that about him. Like, there's a lot of guys, The Rock, that take themselves too seriously, uh, you know, and that is not him. Like, like it's very (laughs) clear that he is like he knows he's a hilarious looking human being, right? Like, he's like it's like the Hulk drinking a latte when he's walking around, and uh, but. But like, he's aware of it, you know, like, yeah, like he will do a dance number opening. He will make himself the butt of the jokes because at the end of the day, like, what does it matter? He's still John Cena. Yeah. You know, like, and, and so I always find him enjoyable to watch um, almost all the time, because like, I mean, these, these folks that have these clauses in their contracts, where they got to look tough all the time. I just feel like, you know, there's my quote. Like, if you if you have a quote in a contract that you can't lose a fight in a movie, like your, I can't even imagine what your internal workings are like, you know, like I just uh, like, you're already rich, man. Like have a good time. And I find I feel like he does. Uh, So I, I, I will, I will always watch him and yeah, like it's, it's certainly not like any other superhero show it's right in the James Gunn brand of humor. Um, but yeah, like why didn't I think about having Peacemaker walk around with a giant gun in his underwear? No idea, but like, well, I'm at the other company now, so, but someone might be walking around with a giant gun <laughs> in his underwear pretty soon. We'll see.
0: I just wondered how it was going to play out. Cause I, I loved the new suicide squad movie, but you know, by the end of it, uh, I, I hated it. I was like, oh, fuck you, man. Like, um, because uh, i really i like uh i like that other actor he was in the oh. killing and robocop and hannah on amazon i'm so oh dead.
1: yeah uh, joel Kinneman.
0: yeah i i i just think he's a boss and when when they like got in the fight and and he killed him i was just i was like oh man you prick <laughs> you know and so that, that the end of that movie left me with a with a bitter taste in my mouth but i'm i'm excited to watch it I, i'm actually really stoked because i've been busy this week this was you were my second interview i had to do some podcast stuff and so i haven't i haven't got to watch boba fett i haven't got to watch the eternals yet and i haven't uh, I, got, I got three issues of Peacemaker to watch. So it's going to be a, it's gonna be a nice, chill, nerdy weekend. I'm very much looking forward to it.
1: Uh, yeah. There was a Friday early in the year when the finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, and Mortal Kombat came out on the same day. Yeah.
0: Like, like, I remember that.
1: It. It's like, we're not leaving the house, you know, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I but the, the more to the point is that I can't even really make it usually like more than like five hours through like a like like sitting around pro and do something creative. So that's that's the secret to why so many books have my name on it, along with, of course, the rent.
0: <laughs> are you one of those like so when i was in a mfa program and like i used to i used to write poetry and then i kind of switched into like fiction and creative non-fiction and like but i used to and i don't do this much anymore also because i don't leave the house much anymore because of the you know COVID and stuff but like i used to carry like a little journal in my back pocket and like stuff to do to like handwrite notes and i mean i know a lot of people just do that on their phone but oh, there's something there's something like, like the tactile with a pen and paper, you know, like, are do, do you I, I dream
1: of being that whimsical? Like that, <laughs> that's the answer. Like I mostly am just neurotic and will fixate and remember things until I'm back in my computer. I don't mean to romanticize my process, you know, <laughs> but it's mostly just like a subdued form of, 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 uh, of obsession. And compulsion. Uh, it's the same reason i my laundry is always clean as fuck, but like, uh, Yeah, no, but I do, um, I keep a lot of, I keep a lot of scratch documents in my computer. There's always like a working document. The Marauder's working document is massively long. (laughs) Um, we'll see how much of that stuff actually happens, but yeah, it's, I'm always like, it's usually a document for me because also my handwriting is shit, but, um, look at my signature, uh, it's available on eBay. Trust me, no matter what I do, Uh, (laughs) But yeah, no, but the documents are super long and the what-if sections of them grow all the time.
0: So March
1: third is that oh man you want me to know the number of the, the of the day it's certainly march <laughs> the number one comes out I knew it was march. and it wouldn't even mean anything with the way there's been shipping delays. but yes, that's true our, yeah. our, our, our annual comes out at the end of january uh which is sort of the handshake between me and jerry uh that was
0: supposed to come out today but it, I, it didn't i apparently
1: again i'm gonna point to <laughs> the supply chain yeah um I, I mean, listen, I haven't gotten comps for it yet, so... <laughs> uh, but I sure saw uh, a reviewer with one. Luckily, it was a positive review, but I was like, oh, at least someone has seen it uh, in hard copy. But yeah, that comes out this month, comes out January, we'll say. And uh, then we do start in March. As to what exact day, I mean, would I, you know, we're just hoping it lands in March, the way things are going. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's
0: cool. You're, you're co-writing an annual, which that's like, that's like a cool way. I to mean, handle. I wrote
1: the annual myself. I should more just, it's a spiritual. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> uh, no, Jared, Jerry's been busy on X-Men, but, but it's his. you know, it's, it's, it's the, we, we see the new cast we do. We take some time to, to give some moments to some of the old cast and things like that. So that's more what I mean. You know, you'll see a little bit of Bobby and Christian, um, but we'll also be introing the, the new folks and, and we'll see how they get there.
0: Very cool. I'm I'm excited for Kate too. Cause I, uh, I really like X-Men gold, even though everybody says it's terrible. Um, like I I'm, I'm like cast out of nerd circles for, for liking X-Men gold and, and but the reason I like it is because Kate is running the team and she runs it well. And I love that leadership aspect for her. And that's been one of my favorite parts of the Krakoan age was like, her uh, like emma kind of like showing her like a different side to herself and just the the um uh i don't know she's just like she's she's strong and she's bold right and 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 she's great on the page and the the broken nose and the knuckle tattoos and the the pirate i don't know like her I'm on board for like anything she's in and I'm really excited to see how you write her. And
1: Thank you. Her I her. mean, and Emma, you know, has really grown into a great mentor. It's been 30 years plus and she was just lighting Firestore's hor- horse on fire just to <laughs> fuck with her. Uh, no, Kate has been great. And I mean, she's got a, you know, who who better to test her and go toe-to-toe with than someone like Cassandra Nova, you know, but their first meeting is very pleasing for me. It's at issue one um and the whole team i mean like i'm just i I could not be happier with what's coming to you it's it's the biggest swing of my career uh for sure um eleonora carlini's art like i know you folks have seen a little bit of it but she is just like they're they are challenging scripts because we are giving you guys you folks a ton of new stuff and that means that she has to you know everything's got to be fresh and vibrant and she's just crushing it man awesome Um, uh, she's doing an amazing job and you know, like I said, um, Kate is she's a great leader for a rescue team because once she decides she's going to do something, you know, that nothing is going to fucking stop her from doing it. in the Krakoan era, that's right up to including her own death uh, <laughs> because, you know, she can, you know, phase out of the egg. Um so I'm really excited for you folks to see where she's going to take the team. It is, uh, we're going places. Um, <laughs> ironically, some places, you know, they're going, ba- we've said we're going to use the Shi'ar and it's funny because it's like, oh, we're going to space again. Well, we are, but for something completely different. And you know, then two billion years in the past. So we're skipping around.
0: Yeah, the the solicit mentions that you're you're dealing with a lot of like history and, and uh, uh, I, that seems to be, like in the solicit that they very much want you to know that there's like, it's not necessarily like time. Like it doesn't sound like time travel. It's just like, I don't know. It sounds like you're dealing with a a lot of like X-Men lore and um you know really diving into you know some some stuff from marvel's history so i'm that sounds cool to me too we are
1: i mean you know jonathan uh noted that apocalypse was the first of the second generation of mutants so i think it doesn't solicit that we're going to be dealing with uh the first generation yeah
0: like tens of thousands of years or something like yeah it's i don't know it's it seems rad man i'm 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 super stoked for you i'm i'm super stoked for x-men like I, it's, it's crazy. The last couple of years with them, uh, the things that have been happening and, uh, you know, like of all people, like, you know, jo- Jonathan, anything jonathan hickman gets involved with i feel like gets people excited but like like you know it yes like he did a lot of amazing stuff but it, it was bringing in you know the this the, the, the these other eclectic creators and everybody with like different styles and tones and uh you know some more serious you know some more funny uh and, and you know i just i think it's cool and um i'm, I'm i'm real i'm real excited for it i'm real excited to to read marauders again
1: No, oh, thank you and uh we yeah, i got a shout out too we talked about like the the two other newcomers along with me like kieran's book immortal is i <laughs> it's a book to watch by the way for folks like uh i can't remember how much has been said about it but it is a big mover and shaker book when it comes to the like happenings uh, mm-hmm. In Gracoa, it's a must follow. Uh, Lucas Warneck has drawn that from Trial of Magneto with him. Uh, and also uh a pleasure every time he's on the Zoom. Victor Laval. Uh Sabretooth. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Uh Leonard Kirk, one of my one of my, one of my favorite unsung heroes of comics, just a master on the page. Uh that books that book's fucking awesome, you know. And and I had I had not met Victor until uh joining this office. So uh, you know, we're each doing our own different shit. I could never be as clever as Kieran. I could certainly maybe be more vulgar and crass. <laughs> um so you're using a different flavor with us, but it's 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 wild. And that's not even getting to like the stuff that Teeny's doing with knights, the stuff that L's doing at X-Men Red. Like, who better to like dig into uh hundreds of years of culture on but than L Ewing, a genius, yeah. you know? So uh the shit that's coming with magic and new mutants is lit under Vita, and when you see what Leah's doing as well, it's just like out of the park. I can't spoil that yet, but I'm rambling, but that's it. That is to say, like shit is in great hands and it's really going to surprise everyone. And surprising folks, intriguing them uh being provocative uh when it comes to comes to what you expect. It's what we're here for. And uh it's gonna be a wild couple of years. And and that's not even to start with my own book, which yeah, I'm doing I think some of the best work I've ever done. Uh Eleanor has been challenging me. But yeah, when you're in this room, you gotta do the best work you've ever done. You can't not when you're sitting down with people like this. So <laughs> I'm either going to do it or die trying is is what I would say.
0: No, that's that's very Kate Pride mentality too, I feel like. Are you gonna get knuckle tattoos? Like,
1: <laughs> sure as hell not. Uh, I have I have tattoo- I, I have I have forearm tattoos, and that was it for me. I waited thirty three years to get those, and uh, I guess maybe if I consider something else for thirty three years when I'm sixty six, <laughs> I will then get more. But I have my. Uh, I have the inscriptions from Excalibur, the sword, not the book. I know it's in reverse because it's a zoom, but I have the inscriptions <laughs> from Excalibur on my inner arms and that's it for me.
0: Yeah. I, uh, needles freak me out. I haven't, I don't have any.
1: Not that bad though, man. I would say I I thought it was going to be much worse than it was. Although again, it depends on where you get one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> I've heard that too. Uh, My, my buddy in in like one of my growing up, like he, he got this first tattoo and it was like, it was God awful. Like it, it was so bad and it looked like a kid drew it. And I don't know what he was thinking or where he found this tattoo artist. But like after that, like when I saw that and, and I've seen great tattoos and the artwork can be b- beautiful and amazing, the stuff they do now. But I, that just like was one of the, I was like, I don't think I ever need one of those. <laughs> but I also don't, I mean, I guess I just, I haven't found something that like I want on me forever either. Like know, maybe you know, the I, other
1: thing that happened to me is I was supposed to take it, take my, uh, there's a place that would do tattoos on for 17-year-olds uh, with parental consent. So I was going to take my cousin who was going through kind of a hard time to get one for his 17th birthday. Uh, and, th- and I was like, oh, I'll get one too. So I've been building up for like months in my mind because I was also worked up about it before. And then like the day of, he asses out of it. And I was just like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to go anyway. Like, so, so that's what happened to me. I, I had built up the potential energy so much uh, that that something had to be done. Um, and impressively, it took my grandmother three years to notice I had them. Not because I was hiding them. I guess she just doesn't pay attention. <laughs>
0: yeah the my my, uh my grandma wouldn't have liked that either if she was still around like she was they she was very she i remember i uh when i was working at the bar i i brought um like some fancy beer for for dinner for like everybody to try because i worked that i worked at a craft beer bar And man, she was, she was not happy about that. I was like, I was like, we felt like we were getting hammered and like taking shots. Like I was just like, was sampling some beer and yeah, I, I, my, my family was like very, uh, very religious and like made, you know, like my dad promised my mom's mom that he'd send my sister and I to private school. So like, you know, I went to like private, you know, Catholic school and Catholic, you know, high school and, I'm pretty sure that's why I don't believe in anything now. So,
1: it's like, I was going to say, now you're reading about crack cover where everybody's fucking everybody. So, like, <laughs> makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, um, the I, I do, I do dig that. I love that it was Nightcrawler who like came up with that too. Like, make more mutants. Like, <laughs> of all, of all people.
1: Yes, leave it to the leave it to the uh, the token Catholic, I suppose. <laughs> We love you, beard, and we love your beard. But and Everybody
0: uh, loves his beard, man. Like just, He's a good-looking like good guy. I like, the beard on,
1: and I like the beard on Colossus, too, and I know some people have strong opinions about that, but I, I'm pro-Colossus beard. I have friends who are not. <laughs> um, I've never thought about changing a, the hairstyle on a character. Now I'll have to try to do that. Watch yeah. the characters, you'll see. You'll see like somebody who <laughs> shave their head next issue, but we'll get there.
0: Kitty, kitty, kitty cuts it short. Well, no, she I mean she kind of had the perm when she when she came back to life. Like no, no one no one flipped out on Jerry. Well, they flipped out on Jerry for different reasons, but I thought that was kind of bullshit. So
1: well, I like the perm because it is broadly speaking more authentically Jewish. I mean, my mm-hmm. hair gets super curly, hence our discussion about how shit <laughs> my hair looks right now, because it does get super curly if I don't do anything to it. So um but yeah we'll see now i now now it's like on my list that i have to change someone's hairstyle we'll see who it is uh, awesome forward Uh, a flex that i've never done before well actually we did give uh vixen natural hair on justice league and people are really happy about that so i guess i have done it
0: they're making waves steve orlando changing the game (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. you didn't
1: even bring it. You didn't even ask me about Thunderbird. I guess we got to come back.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Well, I, I, that's, that's my secret, right? Like I accidentally forget stuff so that I get you back on in the future.
1: right? Listen, I'll come back, but next time I come to Kansas city, we got to eat some meat. That's the deal.
0: Dude down. You come to Kansas city. We will, we will, we will party and eat hearty, sir. I
1: liked last time I was there is how much white gravy you can get on shit. <laughs>
0: that's like one of the best i make like biscuits and gravy I, I it took me decades to learn how to make good gravy like i the first time i made gravy it was like white sausage water and my friends all made fun of me and now i make like uh, when we have like family brunches they're like are you making biscuits and gravy like so
1: well you know the thing is is that i am not from that area so gravy to me is always has always been you know brown but i do love <laughs> but i have come around and love sausage gravy and white gravy uh my one of my Best friends from college it was from the Missouri side, I, you, which you may also be on, by the way. I didn't ask. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm in Casey Moe. And she fucking was, it was the biscuits, just like you said. Uh, when she came to where we went to school in upstate, she was just a, so, first of all, she was shocked that Dairy Queen only served ice cream. Uh uh, <laughs> And it was just enraged that you couldn't find good biscuits and gravy anywhere. This was in 2004. Uh, so she was also pissed you couldn't get Chipotle because it hadn't come up to the, to the <laughs> Northeast yet. But yeah, no, she introduced me to the biscuits and gravy. Uh, a delicious food that I feel like if I ate more than five times a year, I'd probably die. But that's yeah. not because it's bad. It's just from a health aspect. It's actually, it's wonderful uh
0: No, but it, it's it's grease and flour.
1: And well, yeah, I mean the way you're just putting lard and you're seasoning the lard. I mean, like also putting it on chicken fried steak. Like I just, it's amazing. I'm alive when I think about some of the things I've eaten.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to be skinny in the Midwest.
1: <laughs> Easy to be keto though, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah in the right circumstances it wasn't like i did a show in texas one time and i realized that like it's not even on they don't even say if you're gonna have bacon on something you just got to assume it's gonna be there (laughs) it was fine with me but i was like i had been like eating red meat for like seven days and i felt like baron harkonnen and uh (laughs) and i was like i'm gonna get the seafood but there was just like unspoken bacon like with the fish i was like all right this is just (laughs) It was at this restaurant called Papa's Brothers, which people live in. I don't know if it's only in Texas. Great steakhouse. But yeah, there was just like surprise bacon everywhere. And I was fine with me. But I was just like, even when I tried to kind of make the right choice, they were like, "Ah, fuck that Uh, (laughs) slap some pork in there. Fantastic.
0: It, uh, that is a, that is a trend, man. Like putting bacon on every Like the, people put like bacon in cupcakes. Uh, I remember at the, at the bar, there was a, uh, there was like a, a breakfast, uh, a breakfast shot. It was like Jameson orange juice. And it, it's, you're supposed to put like a, like a half piece of bacon in the shot glass. Mm-mm. Um, and it was like, yeah, it's, uh, it I is, mean, I was a pickleback
1: guy, and I still am, but that's sounding a little adventurous for me.
0: <laughs> it was weird. It was definitely weird. Like, um, i, uh, I, 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 I that's so, uh man, you just like crushed my my wonderful image of you because, like, like, I'm having like flashbacks to the bar where like we never had pickle juice. Like, we always had to like go back to the kitchen and like bug bug the cooks who hated talking to us and be like, "Can we get some pickle juice?" And they're like, "Fuck you!" Man. And it's like these college girls like oh, jameson with a pickle mac and we were like oh well it's not my only drink i promise so <laughs> you're still cool i'm kidding you can uh, have your pickle juice it's fine
1: <laughs> i mean i make my i make my beef stock with coors banquet beer so that's <laughs> true story
0: that sounds i'd say i've never put beer in stock before
1: uh the right amount is very good you can certainly do too much but i found that out by accident because i was braising a brisket in beer and then i was like oh this actually tastes delicious <laughs> delicious nice. so um but i'm
0: gonna have to to give that a shot
1: yeah we did uh my friend and i for new year's cooked the brisket i mean i mentioned he's a food writer so it it was a wagyu brisket so like it was gonna be good (laughs) either way you know like unless you just put like cotton candy on it (laughs) um but yeah we did uh did uh braised it in sake one-to-one sake and Sapporo for like five Mm. hours. And it was, it was mad. Good. This is clearly what people came to this podcast to hear us talk about.
0: (laughs) Hey man, a, a lot of people tell me all the time that they, they like that my, my Twitter feed is like my dogs, comic books, and food. They were like, I never really, knew that like these were things that i wanted together all the time but i was like okay so yeah
1: i listen people mm, like to eat (laughs) i gotta come back because i'm you know we have a couple okay barbecue spots here but nothing like you guys have there and i need some real burnt ends on a sandwich quite bad so hopefully things clear up but i can come back soon i mean jason took me to one of the big ones maybe it's joe's oh casey joe's yeah uh and that shit was mad good uh i distinctly remember this is also we we were we had been a little i had a little alcohol and uh frank terrier was explaining his book space punisher to jason across a pie a pile of meat and i always love it because like jason is a super nice guy but pr- very soft-spoken and frank is the opposite of those things <laughs> and uh but he was jason was uh, amused by the title space punisher and demanding frank explain it but his whole explanation was just like his punisher in space fuck you <laughs> Um, but anyway, we did all go to the, whatever you call the Casey Joe's and that, that shit was amazing. I felt like I woke up probably like sweating out of (laughs) like every hole, uh, in the middle of the night, but it was very, very good.
0: Yeah. The, the, the burn-ins are, are the, are the Kansas city. Like that's, that's one of the reasons why like they call the, we, we base like, you know, we cook the bar, we caramelize the barbecue sauce on the meat. That's the, one of the the Casey barbecue deals, but yeah, like a burn-ins like originated here and that's that's like one of our sacred barbecue deals yeah they're good
1: we got a good hot hot chicken place in boston they must have come up from they must have come up from tennessee because it is it is it is extremely good better than you would expect up here but our barbecue is kind of like i wouldn't i wouldn't serve it to you i mean and now that i've said that i'm sure (laughs) there's some great hole in the wall that i haven't found like you know as happens but uh certain things are a struggle up here. My friend came from New York once and ate a piece of pizza, and the minute it went into their mouth, they just started laughing. <laughs> um, so that's all I'll say about Boston pizza. But anyway, uh yeah, I will gladly come uh any meetup, gladly come back. Hopefully, once a couple issues are out, uh, you know, hit me up. Uh, but I'll always talk about X-Men stuff and whatever else I'm doing at Marvel. Hey. So I did post that Miguel uh, O'Hara, Paul Fry art on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. That was not an unsubtle hint. <laughs> it, it was just a page of art from something I'm working on. So stay tuned. There's more to come.
0: Very cool. I'm man. If, if your name's on it, I'm going to, I'm going to try and read it or pick up the trade when it comes out. Like you have yet to let me down uh, with, with, and I, I don't want to like, don't I'm gonna like super kiss your ass. I haven't read like every book you've written, but, what I've read from you is really impressive, um, you know. Manhunter, the way you wrote Wonder Woman was cool. Uh, I I love the way you write superheroes, like I said, and I, I'm very excited for you to uh, bring that to Krakoa because I oh, yeah. I, th- I think you're going to be a good fit, man. And, and I, I think I think I think you, the Marauders are in the best of hands. Like I'm excited. Thank you,
1: man. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, um, as uh, the polite podcast host, I'm sure I, th- I think you have like thirty thousand followers already, but uh, real like. Where where the best place to find you on, on, on Twitter, right? Like what's, where do we find you on Twitter,
1: Twitter and Instagram? Those are the ones to find me on. Uh, and they're both the Steve Orlando.
0: All right. Well, every folks follow Steve, uh, buy his books. Cause they're really good. Uh, make sure to pick up the trade for project patron. When that drops probably in a couple months dates get, are getting weird right now. Like we talked about earlier with paper shortages and it's been, it's been <laughs> delayed
1: numerous times, but it's coming to you. I promise.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's worth, it's worth picking up up uh five solid issues and and like we got to we got to make sure aftershot gives him uh gives him more room to to finish telling that story cuz that's just a super uh violent and crazy trippy book with some really interesting characters that I I want more I I want uh I, wanna, I want you to finish their story basically uh-huh. All right. Well, hey, Steve. Again, this was so cool, man. Thank you so much. Uh, best of luck uh, with with all your uh, endeavors and, and your your numerous apparently Marvel gigs that you're that you're juggling and working on. And um, hey, man, we'll hopefully uh, definitely have you back on once uh, once Marauders is rolling. Maybe maybe touch base and 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 talk about uh, talk about what you got going on with the pirates. Hell yeah.
1: Just let me know.
0: All right, buddy. Well, this was so cool. I appreciate you.
1: Absolutely.